Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دوشي فالله Respected brothers Respected elders Mothers and sisters Listening at home from amongst the wives of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from amongst the wives of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam, special attention must be given to Hazrat Aisha radiyallahu taala anha. A special woman. It was as if though Allah subhanahu wa taala had selected her as a form of a database for all the sunan of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he performed, he practiced in his private life. The intelligence that was given to her, everything was recorded into the mind. Everything became mahfuz. She was an incredible lady. In fact, some of the scholars have mentioned that she was one lady who revolutionized women's engagement into Islamic education and also into different sciences that benefit all of humanity. Islam has been very very open as far as education for women is concerned. Alhamdulillah we don't have that problems that the Christians have. <coughs> In fact the ulama have mentioned it would be impossible for anyone to to quantify the amount of students that have benefited from Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala as I mentioned even the father Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq if need be would question the daughter Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala Khulafai Rashidin people like Hazrat Umar Farooq would consult her Hazrat Osman would consult her she opened up a complete new door, a wave of new generation for Tabi'een. Some of her students became great fuqaha. Some of her students were great mufassir and muhaddis of the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. As I mentioned, an extraordinary lady, a fountain light of knowledge was with her. MashaAllah. And every book of fiqh will have the name of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. We have <coughs> many groups that visit Masjid Umar and usually what happens is that after explaining to them the interior and the exterior of the Masjid when we say to them if you have any questions Brother Abid is here he's also got some experience 
the first question they will put forward is we only see men around, no women. We only see men around and not women. I try my level best if I am looking after the group or anybody else, mashallah. We try to answer the question, Hidayat is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But never mind the Islamic point of view. Let us look into the Christian world. What has Christianity gave women? What are the rules and regulation in the Christian domain if women went into their church and if they wanted that position which the priests enjoy? I have with me a photocopy of some of uh, the portions of the New Testament. This is Corinthians. And the author of it is Paul. Paul is again an important character in Christianity. So you can't discard him. He explained to the people of Corinthians and explained to them his understanding of Christianity. When some of the people asked him what are the duties of a woman or what position does she hold in the church? If you look at Corinthians verse or chapter 14 verse 34 it says let your women keep silence in the churches what are women supposed to do completely silent alhamdulillah when we have a bayan here for women women never keep silence But here Paul is giving advice and this is in Christianity in their Bible. And a lot of them are even illiterate of their own scriptures. And he says, let, let your women keep silence in churches for it is not permitted unto them to speak. So they can't even speak as they are commanded to be under obedience as mentioned in the law. So they are not to speak if they enter the church. And again in verse 35 it says, And if they want to learn, or if they want to learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home. Let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. So according to Paul, even the voice of a woman is parda. What is it? Voice of a woman is parda. So in their congregation, a woman does not hold that position. Why? She is not meant to speak. According to their scriptures, she is meant to stay quiet. It seems here from the outset that the laws are even more stringent and strict than the laws of Islam. When we look at, again, another part of Corinthians, what is their position. What can they do in the church? Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 again Paul is explaining to them the head of every man is Christ. The head of every man, man is Christ. Head as in not the physical head but the one of authority. The head of every man is Christ and the head of every woman is the man. The head of every woman is the man. 
and the head of Christ is God and the head of Christ is God now Paul is explaining to the Christians how men and women should dress up when they come to their churches or places of worship he says every man praying or prophesying having his head covered is a man who is dishonoring his head a man who is dishonoring his head so when a man comes he should have the head uncovered and again it says in verse 7 here for a man indeed ought not to cover his head why for so much as he is the image and glory of God because he is the image and glory of God so he should not cover his head but as far as a as for a woman it says but every woman that prays with a head uncovered it is shaming for her it is shaming for her and in another translation I told one of I told Siraj to get me that printout and he's not here another translation is that in the Greek version it says that when women come to the church they should wear a veil what should they wear? a veil so when women in Islam cover their heads it's a big issue it's a very big issue but in Corinthians Paul is explaining how a woman should dress up and it is because of verses and uh, what Paul here has explained to the people that a lot of the Christian people are naraz with him, angry with him and they say oh this is Jewish influence that he, has, he is now introducing into Christianity but nevertheless this is part of Injil this is part of Injil so when a woman comes she must what should she do? she should cover her head she should cover her head that is why you will find nuns nuns it is like as if some form of a burqa they put on their heads and this is the teaching of Paul and some of their scholars mentioned uh, in the Bible talking about even the hair how long the hair should be for a woman again in Corinthians chapter 11 verse 13 it says judge in yourselves is it common that a woman should pray to God with her hair uncovered with her hair uncovered it's a question mark is it possible that a woman should pray to God with her head uncovered a question mark and says don't you even see what is in nature teach yourself what is in nature that if a man has long hair it is a, sh it is a shame for him but if a woman has long hair it is glory to her for her hair is given to her for, for a covering for her hair is given to her for a covering but it's talking about parda here but if you try to explain that to some of the Christians it won't make sense to them if it is Muslims doing or practicing or obeying the rules of Islam they find false but it is already in their own scriptures in their own scriptures and it is this Bible Injil Sharif Injil Sharif that I want to show you I got this with a DVD uh, last Saturday or previous to that when there was a march marble arch they were Americans giving the Bible Injil Sharif free of charge what were they giving? free of charge now I didn't have time but I wanted to find the exact parts in the Arabic version 
And Wallahi Lazim, this is the Qudrat of Allah that from this entire Injil, the first page that I opened was the same page that I wanted to show you. Wallahi Lazim, I am in the house of Allah. It is the very first page. I was, I was thinking that it's going to be a mission. I'm not even sure if Timothy, uh, if, if Timothy is in there and Genesis, which is the Old Testament and Corinthians, but I found it. Alhamdulillah. And how they want to deceive the Muslims. Wherever the word God is mentioned in the Bible, the translation of it is Allah. So when an Arab reads this, he is just shocked. The very first wasiyat I give to you is that you must make sure that you supplicate. And pray your salah. What salah? What salah do they pray? And then it says here, later on, in, in the late, uh, latter part, it says, La ilaha illallah. Can you see that? La ilaha illallah. That there is no God but Allah. La ilaha illallah. So this is what we, we are preaching. There is no God but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they are giving Injil Sharif to so that Muslims can convert to Christianity and the Arabs. Never mind that. Talking about how uh, women should dress up and if they have that position to, to seek knowledge, it says, بَلْ بِالْأَعْمَالِ الصَّالِحَةِ الَّتِي تُنَاسَبُ الْمَرْأَةَ الَّتِي تَكُولُ إِنَّهَا تَقِيَّةً The very good action for a woman is that she should dress up very modestly, very Modestly, like how Muslim women dress up, that is how they should dress up, not to expose any part of their body, so that if somebody was to see her, taqul inna taqiyya, that someone would say, oh ho, ye aurat to muttaqiyya hai, ye aurat to muttaqiyya, taqiyya and muttaqiyya is the same. Yajibu, it is wajib, compulsory, anta ta'allam al-mar'atu, if women want to educate themselves, wahiya sakitatun, they can only educate themselves first if they are completely silent. What are they? Completely silent. And antuallama wala antatasallata ala rajul. It would not be right for them to mix in and intermingle with men to educate or take knowledge from strange men. Strange men, as mentioned here. That if they want to ask any questions, it should be done via who? The husband. Subhanallah al-Azim. The main problem in the Christian world, why there is this great debate, can women become priests or not, goes all the way back to Hazrat Adam alayhi salam and Hazrat Hawa alayhi salam. In the Christian world, Hazrat Adam alayhi salam is not at fault. Who is at fault? Hazrat Hawa alayhi salam. Eve, Eve is faulty. Eve is faulty. And it says here in Genesis right in the beginning if you look at the Bible it says and the Lord God commanded the men saying of every tree of the garden you can eat freely but one. But one tree. And later on it says and when the woman saw that tree it was pleasant for her. She took off fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did also eat. So the transgression comes from who? Eve. Hazrat Hawa. And so she is the accursed one. She is the 
a cursed one and the curse is also mentioned here it says that unto the woman he said I will greatly multiply thy sorrow multiply thy sorrow difficulty will come to you and thy conception and so when you give birth to a child that pain the pangs of delivery that difficulty and a lot of sorrow will come with you and you will be under your husband and you will be under your husband he shall rule over you your husband shall rule over you the problem is because Eve according to them is the culprit the one who disobeyed it is right from the beginning that now the Christian world finds it difficult that can women have that position of being priests or to hold that high position Alhamdulillah as Muslims we don't have that problem as Muslims we don't have that problem that is why Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha is an excellent model for the ummah excellent model at a very young age Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed her with all the knowledge and for women there were two sources accessible open for the women folks if they wanted directly they could go to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or if they wanted they could go through Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha nothing could stop the women from acquiring knowledge nothing in fact some of the battles some of the battles Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taken mashwira from women also. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala an would even allow women to come and question him. So knowledge for the women folks, subhanallah, it was something that was always there. Even when you look at some of the a'imma and there is a list of scholars, you will find that the majority are men, but again a lot of the scholars and teachers will also be women. Will also be women. Riyazu Salihin ka tarjumah dekh le Aurat ne tarjumah kiya Kis ne tarjumah kiya Aurat ne tarjumah kiya So knowledge was there for the women all the time Alhamdulillah that is not a problem with the Muslims Now that is what we need to explain to them Make a photocopy and give it to them Read it how a woman should dress up We don't have a problem Even the titles that are given to women Some of the, the titles given to women uh, Margaret Thatcher was given a, a title of being an iron lady, isn't it? She was an iron lady. Again, when you look at women given that position of being president or um, prime minister, PM, prime minister, it says from 1960s onwards only 20 women were selected for that position. Only 20 women. 20 women. Now, I'm not giving a fatwa here that it is jais for a woman to hold that position to become a prime minister Islamically what I am saying is that a lot of people point fingers at Islam that what has Islam given what has Islam given what I am saying that at face value just look at it at face value from the 20 women that became prime ministers and president two were Muslim two were Muslim prime minister of Pakistan 1988 Benazir Bhutto Benazir Bhutto Imagine, she managed to squeeze herself uh, in the midst of scholars and uh, uh, a country that is full of different, different customs and, and a lot of tribes that are there. And she became the Prime Minister. 
and again the neighboring country the neighboring country bangladesh bangladesh mein kon khalida begum khalida begum so you have two women sharing that position with margaret thatcher and also in india you had indira gandhi indira gandhi so when they talk about women who have no position in islam what happened to benazir bhutto how all of a sudden did she become how did she become the prime minister now again i am saying don't get me wrong i'm not saying i'm not talking islamically here just at face value from 1960 on was only 20 and from the 20 uh, 2 were muslima going back to the titles given to this women uh, honorable lady uh, the very the first lady or kya kehte hain princess or queen compare all these different titles tony blair ki biwi ko kya kehte what title has she got first lady is she the first lady are you sure no that's the, that's mr bush's wife the first lady ha huh? they also call her first lady khali di saying no no first lady hi bana do chalo har ek ko first lady bana de all the different titles given to women and look at the title that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to the wives of anbiya alayhi wassalam the wives of anbiya alayhi wassalam subhanallah allah has given them a name ummahatul mu'minin what title the title of um which is most noble and is of dignity and of respect um 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 means mother the mother the mothers of the believers this is the title that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to the wives of anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam and it is the best title respected brothers what we need to understand every action of nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam there is a reason people today talk about aliyazu billah huzur alayhi salatu wassalam a man of many wives we've covered that but even before huzur alayhi salatu wassalam hazrat musa alayhi salam had four wives hazrat yaqub alayhi salam had four wives hazrat ibrahim alayhi salam had two wives in the bible hazrat daud alayhi salam had nine wives hazrat sulaiman alayhi salam according to one tradition he had 700 wives how many wives 700 wives the women listening to me right now they must be saying molana is on a mission <laughs> molana is on a mission and they might be saying ah molana sahab to hamara husband ne bhi bagadi kar se bhai mera kaam bigadne ka nahi hai bhai subhanallah i say to all the brothers here mashallah have taqwa have taqwa we are just explaining and it all started from how hazrat hafsa radhiyallahu ta'ala an came into the nikah <coughs> of nabiyye kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam then going into the explanation of hazrat aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha it 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 was better for us to explain it uh, comprehensively explain all the different issues that are there so alhamdulillah it sinks into us correctly and we understand the maqasid of why ab sallallahu alaihi wasallam had so many wives there is a maqsad of everything the maqsad of huzur alayhi one of the maqsad the purpose of nabi akram sallallahu alayhi wasallam was again to break the promiscuous and filthy customs that were there in arabia in the time of nabi akram sallallahu alayhi wasallam just to give you an example abdullah bin ubay bin salul who is he 
the leader of the munafiqeen the leader of the munafiqeen his source of income a rich man his source of income was through zina he was a pimp in the city of makkah what he would do he had a lot of women umar is laughing here but perhaps that is the right word isn't it that is the right word he had women working for him and he would force them they would sell their bodies and their flesh and whatever money and income he would receive from that he would only pay each of the woman 1 dinar how many 1 dinar it is said on one occasion and an ayat was revealed because of this and allah talks about this allah talks about this. i will recite the, the ayah in front of you he he with the money bought six slave girls and again forced them into aliyazubillah prostitution towards zina and from amongst the six it is said two heard of the coming of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the message of the quran and in a very discreet way they all embraced islam two of them from the six when abdullah bin ubay looked at them and said to them look you are working for me this is what you have to do do zina and the money you receive give it to me they said to abdullah bin ubay that we have now become muslima embraced islam we don't wish to do this unholy work for you which is not permitted in islam we will do anything but this for you it is said that abdullah bin ubay got very angry he was a violent man and he started beating up the ladies upon this act of abdullah bin ubay allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayat of the quran in surah an-nur wala tukrihu fatayatikum ala al-bighai and do not force your slave girls into prostitution bigha zina wala tukrihu fatayatikum ala al-bighai in aradna tahassuna if they wish wish to remain chaste pure litabtaghu arad alhayat ad-dunya why so that you can receive some monetary benefit by doing something that is wrong by doing something that is not permissible by doing something that is unnatural so verses of the quran were revealed and this is the maqsad of nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam he wanted to abolish the system that was there of zina and he wanted to elevate the position of women and that is why he in his ahadith gave incentives to the people of makkah to marry and this is the noble way to marry and make nikah hazrat abdullah ibn masud radiyallahu ta'ala an says that we were young once walking with huzur alayhi salatu wassalam ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed from a group of youth and he looked at them and said to them ya ma'shar ash-shabab o assembly of youth or group of young men man istata'a minkum alba'ata falyatazawwaj any one of you who have the capacity financially and physically to marry falyatazawwaj get married get married absallallahu alayhi wasallam when you look at the ahadith this is what he said to the companions get married and this was so much into the companions as i have as i have mentioned many times that even if a lady was divorced she would only remain in that in in that status for the period of iddah 
for the period of Iddah. And straight away, nikah was performed of that lady. Nikah was performed. To safeguard uh, iman and the modesty of each individual. Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, make nikah, falyatazawwaj. Again, for those who did not have that financial capacity, Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam looked at the youth and said to them, if you don't have the money, then fast. Then fast. Optional fasting. That will diminish your desire, your urge. That sexual urge that is there, it takes control. Because there's no food, you are weak. And that, that takes control. Fasting. Hamari halat to yehoti, mashallah, you are fasting, but at Maghrib time so much kebabs are, are taken in. So much kebabs are taken in that it's equivalent to eating two or three meals a day. Two or three. And then they say, Malisab, we don't understand this, this, this hadith that it suppresses your desire. How is it, how are you going to understand? Huh? When you've ate so much, and women folks have to cook, and if they don't cook, Hazrat Ali would say, "Ittakush Sharif ida kana jaa, ittakush Sharif ida kana jaa." Fear a noble man of fear a noble man when he is hungry. Fear a noble man when he is hungry, because when a person is hungry, and then if the wrong words come out from your mouth. It can ignite and that noble man will get very angry. Kahi log hota hai na? Bhukhe hota hai na? Aur phir koi baat aapne kaha di to gussa ajata hai. Hota hai Musa bhai, does it happen to you? It doesn't happen to Musa bhai. The wife is listening. It doesn't happen to him. So ittakush sharif. And if this is the condition of someone who is noble, sharif, what is the condition of that person who is not sharif? How much anger? And this is what uh, shaitan does. You see, when you come home, uh, it projects the flows of the mistakes for of, of your women folks that she hasn't done that and she hasn't done that and she hasn't done that why? again to cause that disunity and so there is a fight this is what shaitan does so when, when you come home the first thing you look at is at the mistakes is at the mistakes this is all from shaitan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. So every action of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what we have explained as Muslims, alhamdulillah, we have no doubt. But there are the critics that are out there. We need sufficient information and proof, alhamdulillah, to, to, to put forward to them so that they understand. Look at your own teachings. Look at your own teachings. Huh? Sometimes it seems that it is even more strict than... What is in the ahadith? What is in the ahadith? It is said one part of the uh, one part of the Bible. Uh, it is mentioned that if a man looks at a strange woman, Jesus said according to 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 what is mentioned uh, in this book. Alhamdulillah, as Muslims, for us, we believe only in the Quran and in the ahadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But that which relates to the Quran and the hadith can be mentioned, ulama have mentioned that it says that it is better for you to poke that eye out instead of keeping that eye with you it is better for you to poke that eye out and again mahram ko dekhao to us aankhi ko nikal subhanallah so nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's mission was to transform 
the people of Arabia and he was successful. And the world today is losing. The world today is losing. Why? We have not implemented the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Just recently there was a conference in South Asia. South Asia. It is said that in the last 10 years 30 million women were sold for zina. How many women? 30, and Huzur alayhi salam came to close the door of zina. Sadde bab karne ke liye Sadde bab. Subhan. 30 million women. And the biggest brothel, talk about Israel and Tel Aviv, it is said that uh, first there were only 30 brothels in, in small Israel, Tel Aviv. Now it is estimated as many as 150 brothels in Israel alone. Uh, Tel Aviv. Israel told Tel Aviv, 150. And the biggest brothel is of a 12 mile stretch, Czechoslovakia, on the Czechoslovakia highway and the German border. 12 mile stretch. <coughs> the biggest brothel. Subhanallah. And how can people be pointing fingers at Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the teachings of Islam? Subhanallah alazim. So Islam came to block the doors of immorality, immodesty, behayai, lewdness, to take control of all that. One beautiful hadith, and with that we end. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was with his companions. A man came and he was very straightforward. He came to Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam and he said, O Messenger of Allah, please give me permission for fornication zina some of the companions got very very angry and they rebuked him and said to him you should take control of your tongue such derogatory statements in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to speak like that you want permission for zina Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam what a great master and teacher he was subhanallah how he would Simplify things for the companions. Any difficult, any difficulty that was there, Absalallahu alayhi wasallam would make it easy. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam looked at the companion and said, "No, leave him. He is sincere. He has taken permission from me." Absalallahu alayhi wasallam says, "Come close to me. Call him." And said to him, "My brother, tell me." Would you like someone doing zina with your maternal, paternal auntie? And he said, no. He said, Absalallahu said, Would you like someone doing zina with your sister? And he said, no. He said, Would you like someone doing zina with your daughter? And he said, no. Absalallahu said, Then would you like someone doing zina with your wife? He said no. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said, finally then would you like someone doing zina with your mother? And he said no, by, by Allah no. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said, if you don't like someone doing zina to your mother, to your wife, to your sister, to your daughter, to your aunties, then that lady who you will do zina with is also somebody's daughter is also somebody's sister. She could be somebody's aunt. She could be the wife of somebody. She could even be the mother. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, now I understand. 
Subhanallah. What beautiful teaching. Ya Rasulullah, now I understand. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam called him and said, Come close to me. Just come close, come close, come close. And Absalallahu alayhi wasallam touched the heart like that and made a dua. Watahir kalbahu. Watahir kalbahu. Something affecting you? No? Watahir kalbahu. I am a sinner, a sinful man, Idris. I am just a khadim of Masjid Umar. Subhanallah, make dua for me. Allah, give me taqwa. You people are pious. So, Absalallahu alayhi wasallam made dua. وَتَّحِرْ kalbahu. Oh Allah, make him pure from the outside, from the inside. This urge of zina, take it out from him. Allama ibn Abu Umama, rahmatullah alayhi, says that this person's condition changed straight away. Amare Buzrugani din Sufiya, sometimes they have a habit, especially in Nakshbandiya, they touch your heart. And all this is extracted from the ahadith. And Sahab sallallahu alayhi wasallam made dua for him. It is said that for the rest of his life, he did not even glance at a strange woman. Just one glance, he did not even do that. This is how, subhanallah, uh, he was transformed totally and completely by the barakat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. MashaAllah, this chapter ends of azwaj mutaharat all the wives of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will continue with the seerah of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala in the next session. Just before I end, one advice from a lady. Uh, this was in the Al-Ahram daily newspaper. A, a woman professor who advised her students to marry first. To marry first. Nikah kallo pehle. In front of hundreds of her students, she stood in a party to give a speech on the occasion of her retirement. She was retiring. What does she say? She says, here I am in my 60th year at one of the highest position. How old is she? 60. I have succeeded in every year of my life. I have accomplished a lot. Every minute of my life was profitable. I've got fame. I've got a lot of money and had the chance to voyage all over the world. But am I happy after all this? I have forgotten what is more important than all that, which is marriage and children. I've forgotten to settle in a home of my own. I've only thought of this when I decided to resign my post. At that moment I realized that I had nothing, I had done nothing in my life. All the hard work I have done is lost. For I am going to resign and one or two years will pass and then everybody will forget me in the course of their busy life. Had I married and had a family of my own, I should have left a better and greater effect in this life. I advise every girl student listening to me to put this job into her consideration and after that she could think of work and fame. In fact, a woman would lose if she left marriage something that no fame, honor, position or money would compensate. This experience of 60 years is in front of everybody to consider. Something very nice what she spoke to her students. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil adameen. 
اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم يا الله جتنے لوگ یہاں بیٹھے ہوئے ہیں یا اللہ اس مجلس کو قبول فرما یا اللہ دنیا کے کام کو چھوڑ کر محض اللہ تیری رضا کے لیے یہ لوگ بیٹھے ہیں یا اللہ اس بیٹھنے کو قبول فرما نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی سیرت صورت کو سننے کے لیے بیٹھے اللہ ان کے اس بیٹھنے کو قبول فرما اللہ اس بیٹھنے کو قبول فرما درس حدیث کو سننے کے لیے بیٹھے اللہ اس کو ایک بہانہ بنا دے ہماری نجات کا یا اللہ ہماری مغفرت ہو جائے اللہ ہماری مغفرت ہو جائے اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے ہم مخلصین میں سے بن جائے متقین میں سے بن جائے اللہ ہمیں دین کی صحیح سمجھ دے اللہ ہمیں دین کی صحیح سمجھ دے اللہ جو بے اولاد ہے محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے انہیں اولاد دے اللہ ایسی اولاد دے جو آنکھوں کی ٹھنڈک ہو ہمیں متقین کا امام بنا دے متقین کا امام بنا دے میاں بیوی میں اگر کوئی تفریق ہو پریشانی ہو اللہ محض اپنے فضل و کرم سے یا اللہ اس محبت کو واپس کر دے جو پہلے دن سے تھی یا اللہ ایسی محبت رکھ دے جو انبیاء علیہ السلام اور ازواج متحرات کے بیچ میں تھی یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ صورت کے اندر جو مسلمان شہید ہو گئے یا اللہ ان کو شہادت کا مقام دے یا اللہ اسی طریقے سے جو مسائب ہے پریشانی ہے یا اللہ گھر جو اجر گئے سب کچھ جو ختم ہو گیا یا اللہ غیب سے اس کا انتظام فرما غیب سے اس کا انتظام فرما لبنان فلسطین کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما عراق کے مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما یا اللہ جس کی جو پریشانی ہو اس پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ عزت کے بعد ذلت سے بچا اللہ عزت کے بعد ذلت سے بچا ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر ہو یا اللہ انگلینڈ کے اندر اسلام کے دروازے کو کھول دے اللہ یک بک یک در یک یا اللہ فوج در فوج سارے کے سارے جو ہے دین اسلام کے اندر داخل ہو جائے دین اسلام کے اندر داخل ہو جائے یا اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے انبیاء علیہ مسلط وسلام کے کام کو ہم کر کر سکے سبحان اللہ و بحمدی سبحان اللہ عظیم سبحان اللہ و بحمدی سبحان اللہ عظیم نستغفرک و نتوب الیک برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین